Hello and welcome to the Court Jester, your weekly window into medieval absurdity. I am Cleopatenu, medievalist and storyteller, and today we're telling the story of the fellow with a dozen wives. Not one, not two, a dozen. Compared to other stories that we've talked about, this one is pretty straightforward, simple and relatively short, however the usual warnings apply. This was written several hundred years ago, so the humour is dated, sexist, ableist and all the other things that we are now proud to have overcome, but were still very much the case in the Middle Ages. If this is not your cup of tea today, that's perfectly sensible and I applaud you for being such a good person, but you can always come back to it on a day that you're feeling more adventurous. If, however, you can consume this content in context, let's go and find out what happened to that guy with a dozen wives. So our story starts somewhere in Lombardy where a popular young man, born and raised there, was looking for a wife. And actually, he wasn't looking for one wife. He did go to his father and had the nerve to say that I don't want one woman, I will marry twelve. Son, are you on your right mind? said the father. I've had problems dealing with the one I've got. She's keeping me in such a short lease, it's not even funny anymore. And Lord knows she keeps me so terribly exhausted, I barely have time to do anything for myself these days. How will you manage twelve? But the boy insists. No, he says, I want twelve. One won't be enough. I know myself. I know what I can do. I know what I want to do. And I don't want just the one. I'll I'll make you a deal, said the father. I will give you one for now and we'll let a year go past. And if a full year goes by and you still want more than one and in fact twelve after a year, then I will make sure that you will have twelve, I swear it to you, by all the saints and all the angels. But let's try one first and see how you get along. What do you think? The boy agreed, but insisted that he would not find just one fulfilling. Well, you know, what can you do? At this point you have to find this boy a bride, so the father went looking and he found a girl. A girl from the same town, and because she was local, she knew very well what this guy has been saying all this time. How one woman wouldn't be enough for him, how he would have to find twelve to keep himself satisfied. So not only she accepted his marriage proposal, but she also made a pledge to herself that she will keep him so exhausted that he will never have time for a second, let alone a twelfth wife. So the boy took the girl for his bride, and from the first night they spent together, she took him to bed and put him through such an ordeal, and at first, at first he was willing and he was paying her back exactly in the same currency. But soon he started getting tired, and six months into the marriage he started getting so weary and looking so haggard. His cheeks were hollow, and he looked like a dried-up stick, like there was no water left in him. The poor boy was wasting away, his eyes were sunken, his cheeks were gone, all the color was gone from his face as well, he didn't... like, he looked yellow. His wife didn't give him a break at all. Instead, she kept coming back every night, wanting kisses and hugs and affection and caresses and all the other things. And then she started complaining. 
What is your problem? She started saying. It used to be that you would never give me a moment's peace. It used to be that you would throw me to her bed as soon as I made the slightest suggestion and suddenly you don't want anything to do with me. Are you in love with someone else? Am I in love with someone else? said the boy. Like I have any energy to be thinking of anything, let alone another person. I'm dead. You're, you're draining me. I'm dead from making love to you. That's all that you're thinking of. Well, yes, that's all I'm thinking of, said the lady. I will not be neglected. I am your wife, and I want you to have your way with me. I can't, woman. I can't do it anymore. I've given you all I have, and God knows that I've given you all I have, and you should leave me in peace right now. She kept insisting. He kept refusing. And his father came by exactly at the six-month mark and asked his son, Tell me, my boy, should I start looking for another bride then? It's been six months now you've had enough experience with women in your household. Do you think that you'll manage another one or a third, maybe a fourth, or shall I be looking for another eleven to bring it up to the dozen immediately? What a dozen, said the boy. To hell with them. To hell and the devil himself. Twelve women will need a hundred men to keep up with them. Father, I don't know what was in my head. But this one of God has bled me dry. I have no flesh left on me. The father was satisfied, and also expected this, and they left the matter be. And days went by, and weeks went by, and one day a wolf was brought to the village. A huge beast that had been destroying livestock in the area for months, if not years. It had killed everything, sheep, cows, everything it could get his jaws on. It was killing so it was captured, it was alive, and the men of the village were taking turns trying to find the best punishment for what has been their plight for this long. The first one said, let's use it as target practice. Another one said, we should starve him. Another one said, we should flail him, skin him, and use his hide to make pretty things to give to our wives. Another one, to torture him and burn him. And ideas were being thrown left and right what to do with this monster that has been killing all their livestock all this time. And then that boy, the bridegroom that we've been talking about, shared his peace of mind. Listen, gentlemen, I know what we're going to do, and you will be glad to hear it. If you want to lay this monster low without striking a single blow, without shedding a drop of blood, I'll tell you what to do. Don't flay it. Don't torture it. Don't use it as target practice. Just give him a woman for a wife. Before you know it, he'll be dead on his feet and he will have known the worst martyrdom on earth from now till kingdom come. All present people laughed, but his wife turned to him and said, Husband, if this is how you feel, it's time I took you home. You gave those people excellent advice, but now I think someone needs to take care of you. The lady was clever, you see, and smart, and she knew that she had won this game entirely. She took her husband by the hand and took him home, and gave him a hot bath and a good shave and three meals per day for the next following days, and before you know it, his strength was back, and the color in his cheeks was back as well, and his virility returned, and his vitality returned, and he started seeking her out again. Having paid the price of his previous boasting, he really did not desire twelve wives anymore. He was happy with just the one. And as a last word of this fabliot, I'll leave you with this bit of wisdom. 
who more than himself trust his wife, will have his share of woe and strife. That none should boast of things that he has not in his capacity, that who pursues an evil end will suffer evil in the end. And that was the story of the fellow with a dozen wives. If you liked what you heard, please rate, follow and subscribe to The Court Jester, wherever it is that you're listening to us just now. And find the podcast on social media. Like, follow and say hi. And tell your friends about it. Tell everyone you know. There's links for everything in the show notes. And there's also links to the translation that I'm using and to the music and the titles. And before I leave you, I have one more thing to say. The Court Jester is the labor of love of a medievalist and storyteller, myself. And if you're feeling generous, you can support the podcast on Patreon. You will get bonus episodes, additional material and other good things. And I will get a sense of achievement that is otherwise lacking in my life. And the ability to bring you more stories from the Middle Ages. Thank you for listening. Until next time.